Good morning, planet Earth. Good morning to the gombly black folk gathered near the Walmart, standing in line for the what's it. Good luck. It is November the 24th, 2023, Bo Blimp Doc. It's your good friend Dan talking to you from a camper in the woods on the Olympic Peninsula. Not far from Splunkton, Washington. On the edge of Grinkin time. In the age of Bo Blimp Doc. Can you hear time? Time sticking away with you. Time has its way with you, Scrumbo. Yeah, it's November the 24th, 2023. It's right around 10:16 a.m. And uh I'm just out here in the woods hanging out with nature. Nature's doing, you know, okay. Right about fine. And it's the day after Thanksgiving, which means it's Black Friday. And you get to go to the store and go get something special. They told you there'd be 1,700 brand new what's-its and that you would go to the front of Gombliblex and stand there for seven hours. There was supposed to be free coffee. There was supposed to be warming tents. Instead, they allow you to freeze and get a new disease. You get through the door... Your hooker wife waves at you. You call her a whore. You spring towards the TVs. The big screens out there. 50 bucks, 50 inches. It's going to be a hard run. On Black Friday. There are several tribes of Tremblick folk. Standing in aisle 42. They are protecting their elders who are seeking after, you know, the $50, 50 inch, the big HD, OLED 3D, special sound for your special evening with your hooker girlfriend. But you got to get through the tremblicks. You're fucked. You are fucked. Anyways, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Um, it may not be clear to you because the, you haven't gotten the message yet. There's something wrong with you. 
But the McRib is back. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The McRib is coming back. Be afraid. Be very afraid. The McRib is pulverized. The McRib is freeze-dried. You pour the gumbus into the vat. Make sure no people fall in. Because, you know, there's nothing good about that. You can't cancel a batch. Once the McRib is scheduled, if a human falls into the vat, the McRib still must be produced. But if you're real lucky, you might find one of those unlucky folk in your McRib. And if you can identify a tattoo on the McRib, you'll get a special prize. Just take it to McDonald's headquarters, not far from Drinkton Town, near the great hole the hell. Just bring it to customer support or human resources. You know, a bunch of homeless people disappeared from California recently. Because the president of China, or Uzbekistan, or Transgloristan, or Frungdo, the president of Krasnovia, or Singlet 7, I'm not sure which one, could have been the president of Coca-Cola, was visiting San Francisco, and Governor Newsom had a problem, but McDonald's had a solution. Bring back the McRib. Freeze-dried, pulverized, emulsified, in magical greases. You dump them in the vat, they get mixed in. People can't tell. People are going to hell. They can't tell. They sense the blood. They know the oil is bad, but they've got to go to Walmart. So bring back the McRib and everybody will be happy. So yeah, those homeless people are gone. And now the McRib is being announced. And I gotta say, you know, the McRib, under normal circumstances, is just scumbus flesh. It's made of wood pulp and metal shavings. It captures the diesel heart of a dying epic of civilization. 
and it is meant to be eaten blindfolded in a dark room surrounded by cats Yeah, the McRib is coming back. You can ride into that, think on that as much as you want to. There's some information on what McRibs are made of. I may go over this list very quickly. This comes from tastecooking.com, and it was written by Max Falkowitz. What are McRibs made of? Ribs, no. That story you heard about inverted pig behinds? Also, no. The McRib sandwich is our fast food nation's finest exercise in artificial scarcity. Yeah. Anywho, it's made of like, what, some fucking pork shoulders that get ground up and emulsified with water and spices and dextrose and sugar and preservatives. And it gets injection molded. It has a refined flavor and texture. They use a benign distillate of smoky flavor. And yeah, if you happen in the grinder, because there's a grinder process, there's really a couple processes, but before you get to the grinder, um, you go through the freeze drying, the dr freeze drying and the chunking. And it, at that stage, you could put anything in there. You could put, you know, pork shoulders. You could put dead alligators you found on the fucking highway. And you could put a hobo in there. Some homeless people. You don't want people to see them. But where are they going to go? In your belly. Goodbye to homeless people. The McRib is back. Next topic, Dan, you're terrible talking about the fucking McRib with no respect. It's true, I have no respect for the McRib at all. So here's a quote, a couple quotes from Dr. Freckles. Never ever piss off the Irish. Leave the Irish alone unless you want a hangover. I don't know. There's been some nonsense going on in Ireland the last day or so. Uh, I don't know all the details. There's a story about a stabbing. Ostensibly, given the narrative building, the person doing the stabbing was an immigrant. If you want me to tell you that I believe this story's legit, I can't tell you. I have no good evidence, one way or the other. I don't trust YouTube. I don't trust the big media. At this point, there's... There's almost no source of information to include ham radio that I trust coming into the United States. And I have no evidence that anyone other than the United States has been exposed to a massive PSYOP since 2020. So there you go. Who knows? Who knows the truth about this story? I don't. I know there's a lot of anger out there. I know there's a lot of frustration. And at some point... The story's going to flip from make-believe to real. And when that happens, it'll be pretty fucking obvious. You won't see rubber cones. 
You won't see Ian Miles wrong or Twitter. You're gonna see anchored triple strand concertina wire, also known as razor wire, when it gets real. Sorry, you're gonna see 50 cal set up. And believe me, if you don't know what a 50 cal is, you will. Yeah. But it's not real yet. We're still in the brief intermission, and who knows? Seems like it's over pretty soon. You can research the rioting in Ireland as much as you want to. What we know about the Irish people is they're crazy and they're drunks. <laughs> Dan, aren't you like 40% or half Irish? Yeah, that's kind of true. Next topic, because if this is bullshit, I don't want to give it much time. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Fruit salad is the fruitcake of Top Ramen. Fruit salad is disappointing, like green beans mixed with some white sauce. Fruit salad is like a dried out old fruit cake from 2019. Yeah, fruit salad. Not a big fan. And everybody says, I make my fruit salad the best way possible. I know you do, Aunt Fruitcake. You say you make your fruit cakes good too. From what I can tell, they're mostly good for smuggling, like, I don't know, saws to prisoners who want to break out by, you know, cutting on that their prison bar. Sending hacksaws. That's your fruitcake, Aunt Fruitcake. I had really good fruit salad for Thanksgiving. You did? I had chili. I had Cattle Drive Gold Chili that I got at Costco. Because my brother has a membership, I don't. And it was good. The, the Cattle Drive Chili's not bad. I can't really say that I feel like a cowboy now, but maybe I do. Because I've got, you know, 15 cans of chili. I had 16. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. My life, colon, I've always been someplace. You can figure out what that means. I'm not going to spend time on that. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Bright side, smart devices have set back English by, I don't know, 400 years. And that's cool. It's hard to do this audio. You kind of have to see the quote. Anyways... I have this feeling that smart devices are sending English back to the 16th century. I could be wrong, but I'm seeing the spelling, and it looks a lot like the spelling from around the time of Shakespeare, which means most people did the best they could, and they used a lot of whys and use interchangeably, because why not? Yeah. Next topic. Mark my words, full stop, is my new TLDR. Dr. Freckles, mark my words, full stop, 
is my new TLDR. Says Dr. Freckles, he's coming for you. He's looking for you. Mark my words. Full stop. Mark my words, full stop, fuck you. Next topic. <laughs> Dan. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Rubbing a woman's inner thigh is like rubbing Aladdin's lamp. You can touch her. You can excite her. You can turn her on, just like Aladdin's lamp. You have to know the way of hookers. Yeah, you figure out the love techniques from that yourself, if you need to figure out love. Next topic. I'm going to start raising crops probably sometime in the winter. Because everybody knows the winter is the best time to raise crops. I will be hunkered over in a burlap coat covered in frost and freezing as the twiggly creatures feed upon me and I dig for sprouts in the earth. I'll have a bit of wood and bone so I can dig into the earth and pull out earthworms. Because soon I'll be raising crops. I'm going to start raising coyote-raccoon hybrids. It's going to be the next big pet. Except for the weird Ecuadorian parasites they will carry and their minds being filled with ball bearings. Koi Coon or Rakoti, any name suggestions are welcome. I need to plant Hoyle beetles and harvest nut juice from the cactus hawks. My women will massage their boobies as they plant corn in their nunya pit. I can see myself riding a brown horse of enormous size, packing a 12-gauge hand cannon called Nectar of Peat. Sure, I might get stuck in my own power hassle, but my love cadre will give me spunk clans and other rort cream. I'm going to start planting crops. I'm going to plant an orchard, maybe a vineyard. Maybe I'll plant strawberries. Maybe I'll gather blackberries and make you blackberry pie. You come over. We'll be friends forever. 
if you have blackberry pie with tortilla crust. Because that's all I can cook in a camper, baby. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Do stupid shit long enough, it will probably kill you. Also, humans, they do a lot of stupid shit. Get over it. Do it in moderation, but you do it long enough, it'll probably kill you. Humans do stupid shit. Humans do dumb shit. We're not perfect, fucker. You live in a glass house. Now, I'll pause on this one for a second. Um, I Do I get shocked by the dumb things people do? Sure. Do I get shocked by the dumb things that I do sometimes? Yeah. Um, in retrospect, usually. And do I think it's likely that humans will magically stop doing stupid shit? No. But the best we can hope for, in my opinion, is to have a free society where enough people mostly don't do stupid shit. And that's a good goal. You know, utopia is not a good goal. Paradise is not a good goal. If your goal for a society is to have perfection, you will fail. You'll produce a landfill. You know, both in material and existential terms. If your goal is the perfection of mankind, you are going to fail. But if the goal is the greatest amount of joy for the greatest number of people, then the only way to get there is freedom. And part of the price of freedom is not just having the courage to be free, but accepting the fact that a lot of people are going to do shit sometimes that annoys you, and there's no point in passing a law dumb shit. Just get over it. People do stupid shit. And if you do stupid shit, understand this. The universe is not that kind. This is not Eden. You do stupid shit long enough, you're going to die. Indeed, people do stupid shit. Next topic. Dan, why didn't that go on the next topic? Why not? Why not? Next topic. Next topic. Okay? God. Get your McRib. Why don't you? Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. New Age Prosperity BMW Christianity is a bargaining position, not a faith. Dr. Freckles. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to drink a little water here. Drink a little water, clear my throat a bit. Um, you know that I'm a Christian. Not necessarily a great Christian, but I am a Christian. And you understand a bit of my faith from my podcast if you've been a, a listener for a while. And so you understand that I believe in a more authentic Christianity that's closer to what Jesus would call 
the one church because there isn't two churches, there isn't a hundred churches. If you're a Christian, I don't care what building you go to, I don't care what minister you see every Sunday, and I don't care where they went to college or seminary. If you're a Christian, you're, the mem you're a member of the same church that I am. Is it good you have a building to go to and a bunch of Christians to hang out with, hopefully? Yeah, that's actually good. But all you need for church is Matthew 18, 20. All you need is one other person other than yourself, you know, ideally a Bible and a place to pray, and you have church, okay? But church has become something different for a lot of people. It's become espresso bars. It's become rock and roll bands. It's become smoke projectors. I went to this church in Indianapolis about nine years ago, and I was kind of blown away by how completely fake and artificial and dumb it was. And it's possible that I was sitting next to many people who are, in fact, Christians and are members of the one church. But that building and that message of, you know, six-pack abs and BMWs, that's not the Christian message. That's not a part of the church. So there you go. If you're holding on to a BMW Christianity right now, you're bargaining. And you're also putting your soul in jeopardy, but you're bargaining. You're hoping that somehow Christ cares about the price of your home, that somehow Christ cares about whether or not you have a car, that, that Jesus cares whether or not you own a boat or own an island. I don't know how to tell you this. If you didn't read the part of, the part of the New Testament where Jesus spends time in the desert, let me give you a summary. The devil offered to Christ all of the nonsense that a lot of preachers are offering, you know, to their congregation. And Jesus rejected it. So why don't you? Okay, I'm not saying it's bad to have material stuff, but believe me, that does not belong in the context of Christ. Christ had more important values, more, more important things to worry about. So there you go. Catholic, Baptist, Evangelical. I don't know what kind of a building you go to on Sunday. Does the building make you Christian? No. And, and if I could tell you that there's a, a simple way to know, there isn't a simple way. It's called prayer. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's called discernment. But even if you do go to a building where there's a preacher and the preacher isn't necessarily ideal, you can still live a Christian life and you can still meet people in that building who might be Christians. So it's not simple. It's not as straightforward as, well, gee, we can't go to church any longer. It's just be careful. Be careful and understand what the Lord himself rejected and thought was kind of dumb. Next topic. Dan, I want a BMW. Well, <laughs> there's a guy that smells of sulfur. And he might help you with that. I don't know. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Don't be afraid to be brave. <laughs> yeah, that's nonsense. Next topic.
Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Scream as if the world never hears your voice. No one, to include God, will ever call you lukewarm. Scream as if the world never hears your voice. Scream, yell, as if the world never hears your voice. No one, to include God, will ever call you lukewarm. Go out into the forum and let people know. Speak your mind. Don't be afraid to be who you are. This world is not going to give you any second chances. If there's something you need to go do, go do it. And if what you want to do today is not participate in the Great Black Friday, you do that. And have your own voice. And if you ever feel the volume's too low, scream as if the world never hears your voice. That's the advice. Because the Lord can deal with you being angry. The Lord can deal with you shaking a fist. But the Lord doesn't want you, you know kind of lukewarm, room temperature, vegetable soup. Next topic. Am I right, my friends? I might be right. Next topic. I'm going to drink a bit of water here, though, again. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Cities are simulations for convincing predators they are not predators. What does that mean? Cities are simulations for convincing predators they are not predators. Well, you know... I'm not opposed to cities, by the way. If you think, well, Dan doesn't like cities. He just thinks people should live in tribes. No. No, that's not my point. I'm not a fan of government. And the sad truth of civilization is that the two have kind of ridden together on most occasions. Um, does it mean we can't have cities that are free? No, I think we can have cities that are free without a lot of government or any at all. But the history is not that. And, and the other thing about cities is they, they tend to play up a kind of version of humanity that doesn't necessarily match reality. And over time, it really does become a kind of simulation. You know, you, you go to the grocery store. You don't forage. You don't hunt. You don't gather. You, you go to Safeway. And you buy canned food and maybe some Gronkus beef. It's on sale. Maybe you'll get some round butt or potentially some round steak. And maybe a woman with a round butt will come by and look at you and you'll say, hey, baby. And she'll say, no way, man. And you'll say, okay, see you in Ketchikan. Doesn't mean cities are bad, but... I don't think it's accidental that there's a kind of 
how can I put this domesticating impact or effect of living in a city so that you do become like a domesticated animal? Do you act up? Do you have riots? Sure. But they have their ways of managing that too. And so all of a sudden your life really does become part of a machine and a machine you don't control. You don't own it. They own you. Next topic. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Hobos are like lint rollers. We pick up a lot of knowledge if we don't die. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, you know, whatever. Here's the next topic, blah, blah, blah. Quote from Dr. Freckles, the best protection against bullies, be more trouble than it's worth. Dr. Freckles, if you've got a bully, he beats up on you, he talks to you, you better be trouble because that bully won't stop. If there's some woman or some man that uses their power, like if it's Afghanistan, you just say, listen, shithead, I'm a lot of trouble. I'm a firecracker in your anus. Yeah. It, it, it isn't really that simple, but one of the things that you might consider as an anarchist or whatever libertarian when it comes to the United States government, one of the things you might consider is how much trouble are you worth? Like, you do represent a kind of currency. You do represent property they can steal. They'll come for your Bitcoin and your gold and your silver and whatever else if they want to. But are you worth the trouble? Because if you're not worth the trouble, they still might come for you, but it's less likely. Because we're, we're at the stage where the system looks like it's a unified whole, like it's a giant crocodile. But it's really just a skin sack at this point, filled with tumors and parasites. And when the parasites start doing, you know, doing their own parasite thing, think the milepost system think the late Western Roman Empire, think the second, third, and fourth century, it just starts falling apart. Because that Roman soldier, he's got friends who are barbarians, but he don't know anybody in Rome. We're at the stage where the government is really just a bunch of parasites with no real unifying force. It also means that, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of crime, a lot of corruption, but you can also be smart. Just be more trouble than it's worth. And when it comes to everyday parasites that are not, excuse me, everyday bullies, <laughs> Freudian slip, right? When it comes to everyday bullies that are not, you know, writ large like the government, but are just everyday bullies, 
The same advice applies. Be more trouble than it's worth. Bullies are lazy. Bullies are stupid. Bullies are not interested in expending any more energy than they have to. Be more trouble than it's worth. Next topic. Dan, what does that mean, though? You better know what it means. You're going to get a McRib. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. It's never too late to fuck things up worse. You forgot your girlfriend's birthday. You forgot to buy her flowers. It's after hours, so you go to Chevron to get her a birthday present. And it's not even a full tank of gas, because she would have settled for that, baby. Nope, it's not that. It's a teddy bear made someplace in Crosgavnia. It's a teddy bear that's been in the news. Because the factories are filled with children, three and four year old children. And you know about that teddy bear, but you don't. Your girlfriend knows, but you don't. It's never too late to fuck things up worse, baby. Yeah, it's never too late. I don't know. Is that, does that make you feel better? If you're, if you're like, well, Dan, I've just been crappy this year and shit's been sideways and I've done some bad things and bad... Listen, get over it because tomorrow you're going to make a whole bunch of other mistakes as a human being. Get over it. If you want to avoid mistakes and trouble and drama, live in a camper in the fucking woods. If you're going to live around people, you're going to be disappointed you're going to feel despair. Often you'll get fucking depressed. You will get angry. And people make fucking mistakes. And as bad as the shit people do is, and you'll wake up one day and say, well, it can't get any worse. <laughs> Satan says, hold my beer. You know, you say it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse than... Yeah, and Satan says, hold my beer. Yeah. Next topic, or God, because sometimes the shit that happens to us is part of God's plan, and get over that, man. Next topic. Well, Dan, I think you're being a scrombo. Oh, I'm being more than a scrombo or a scrumbo or glumbo. I'm being ant flesh. I carry the watermelon burden. I lived in the coconut tree. I drank the monkey wine. I lived among the swine. I was hunted for my flesh. I lived like Gilgamesh. I found the magical plant. And now I seek the truth. The truth about the McRib.
Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. The internet isn't so much a library, but more of a landfill. People think the internet has knowledge. <laughs> no, it has a lot of crap. The internet is not a library. The internet is not knowledge. The internet is not the right answer. It is a landfill. I don't know. I think a lot of people look at the internet with rose-colored glasses, and then there are those of us who've worked in IT and who know the history of the internet, and we don't. And if you want to keep believing it's this kind of like net-net positive that's there to help you find the right answer, phew, fine, I don't care. I'm not going to talk to you about the Minuteman 1 program. I won't talk to you about the first microchips. We won't talk about DARPA or DARPAnet. We'll play fucking pretend. And we'll pretend that it was created to help you. Get over it, shithead. is not a library. The internet is not the Encyclopedia Galactica. The internet is not the word of God. The internet is a fucking landfill. Next topic. So, yeah. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. Cheeto sexual. It's probably a thing, and if it isn't, it'll, it will be in five minutes. There's somebody, you know, doing all the right kind of research. Cheeto sexual, it might not be real, not quite yet, but you see where the story's going. Cheeto sexual. And so Cheetos are garbage food, right? A bag of Cheetos is garbage food, whatever. It's some type of scrambo, corn syrup, wheat, gluten, sand, clay, arsenic, probably other shit that comes from fracking. And they mix it into a vat, a lot like the fucking McRib, and they give you a fucking Cheeto. And there are probably people that are Cheeto sexuals. They probably cover themselves in Cheetos and think about Chester Cheetah. And they, they get all hot and burny. And then they look for their special lover and say, Hey baby, I'm covered in Cheetos. I'm covered in Cheetos too. Let's go find each other. We'll make love like the cave people. 
covered in Cheetos, covered in cheesy flavor, but not actual cheese. Something kind of radioactive. It makes us feel nice, like Chester Cheetah. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, that's great. There's a link to PayPal. You can click on the link and you can donate to it. That's up to you. You don't have to. But before you do, listen to the following. Before you donate to my podcast, take care of your food, water, shelter. That's the first thing you need to do. If there are people in your life that need help, help them first before you donate. If you're setting aside food for yourself and your family, let's say six months worth because you're an optimist, make sure you're thinking about your pets, your dog, your cat, your rat, your parrot, I mean, lizard, whatever. I don't know how it's going to help you. I have a special place for dogs. So if you have a dog and you're thinking about your family having food six months from now, think about your dog too. And last but not least, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, shit's a little crazy. And I think it's going to get a bungload crazier. And it will feel quite terrible, but it won't be the end of the world. But right now, you can go to the store and get yourself steak. You can still go to a restaurant. You can still go on a drive, maybe. You know... There are still things you can do. The, the, the reality we're in at the present is still quasi-normal. And so while it is, before you donate to somebody's random podcast, make sure you donate to yourself. Make sure you give yourself a break. Okay? I, I'm sorry for all your nonsense. And, and, and believe me, there's a lot of nonsense out there. But for all the nonsense out there, there will come a time in the not-too-distant future, where you will kick yourself in the ass for not having, you know, spent a little money on yourself. Because, number one, unless you're carrying physical gold and silver, a lot of that money's just going away. And two, what what exactly are you waiting for? Do you think life expectancy is going to go up? Really? Do you think people are going to grow older in the future? I think they're going to start dying like they did 100 years ago. Which means, pretty much, I'm in old age. I'm 53. Okay? That's reality. That's closer to reality than Ray Kurzweil living forever. Sorry. So, anywho, it's not the end of the world right now. There's still stuff you can do. So, before you donate, take care of yourself. And if you have done all those things and you're good to go, you got extra cash, whatever, you can donate. If you're a Texas billionaire who rides down the street with a couple of six-guns going pew, 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 hey, baby, and you say, I don't know who to help with all my cocaine money, come over here, baby, you can give me some of your cocaine and hookers, you can put me up in a suite at that local Native American casino, I can play the blackjack table, I can win big. Hit me on 17, hit me on 17, hit me on 17.
happy Black Friday to all of you.